This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 651, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, February the 6th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast, or should I say welcome back, as it's been a little while. Uh, this is Adam Chapman, your host. This is episode 651. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, February the 6th. I'm recording this on, oh my goodness, the 16th of February. So these feel like uh, books that came out a long, long time ago. So I'll quickly uh, go through the titles that came out, and then we'll uh, move into a bit of a quick reviews. Um, so first off... Uh, looking at some of the books that did come out February 6th, I at least want to make mention of. There was the third issue of Conan the Barbarian, which I'm really behind on, but excited to eventually read. There was a new issue of Adventures of the Super Sons. There was Age of X-Men, The Marvelous X-Men. Uh, new issues of Deadpool, uh, launch of Female Furies, number one of six. Green Arrow, 49, is that book I believe is about to be uh, ended with issue 50. Uh, we have a new issue of Harley Quinn, Immortal Hulk, Justice League, Killmonger, Man and Superman, 100-page Super Spectacular, uh, Old Man Quill, Star Wars, Age of the Republic, and a Skywalker, uh, Star Wars, The Suicide Squad, Black Files, The Green Lantern, The Gunhawks, Tony Stark, Iron Man with a beautiful cover, Uncanny X-Men 11, and Wolverine, The Long Night number 2, X-23 number 9, and Young Justice number, I believe, 2. Uh, so what did I read? Well, it's interesting. I believe I read part of the Uncanny X-Men, but I don't think I read enough of it to review it because it's so long with different stories. But I definitely read part of it. And definitely enjoyed it, but uh, again, I haven't read, I haven't read the I guess the Wolverine fronted story. I read more the uh, the main kind of story with uh, with Scott in it. So I'm excited to read the rest of it. Just haven't had a chance to read it yet. So let's talk about uh, this, the comics I did have a chance to read. Uh, so again, this is uh, quick hits because you know these these books are already pretty old by now. Uh, first up, we have issue number fourteen of Avengers, and this is by Jason Aaron and David Marquez. Um, which is one hell of a creative team, that's for sure. Uh, it's the fall of Castle Dracula, and I really, really dug this. Uh, first of all, the art is gorgeous. Uh, it's cool to see. Uh, I'm not. I don't follow the kind of the uh, vampire um, mythology of the MC of the Marvel Universe, but I did. I do like when it's used, and uh, I thought it was cool here how they're bringing in. Um, Vampires and having a blade here, and the idea of this of this group that kind of storms uh, uh, Dracula's castle and, was, and is looking for him and ends up not being able to find him was cool. Uh, the ending here um, with kind of the corruption of um, Ghost Rider was very cool and well, exquisitely well rendered. And the last uh, page when you have a Dracula show up is definitely really cool and uh, uh, something that we're not used to kind of seeing in this way of uh, Dracula being shown to be so. Kind of not decrepit, but like still having a regality to him, but also just kind of looking like, you know, maybe he's been pushed and he's really seeking asylum now. So it's really cool. I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, next up is Champions number two by Jim Zub and art by uh, Cummings. Um, I really like this. I thought this was great. Um, this was just a fantastic issue. Very cool. Um, I like what they're, what they're doing here. Uh, Cummings has uh, got some great art here, very crisp and clean. Uh, very exciting action, uh, interesting decision that is made by the two main heroes to save their friends. Um, so I would definitely give this uh, an 8 out of 10. Moving on to the next title after that uh, well-deserved 8 out of 10. Um, let's see what we have next. Next we have Daredevil number 1. This is a, a new launch. This is by Chip Sidarsky. And uh, the uh, art in this particular issue is by a uh, longtime favorite of mine, Marco Cicchetto. Um this is a very 
very cool visual, and I believe he's actually done, I believe, some Daredevil before through the crossover for the Omega Drive. Uh, this is feels like 800 years ago, but uh, I believe that was a crossover with Avenging Spider-Man and Daredevil. Uh, and that was early on in the Mark Wade run on Daredevil, which again tells you how long ago it was. Um, so this is Chip Sudarsky and Marco Cicchetto doing their 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 series. I actually haven't read Man Without Fear yet, so I actually don't even know how effective a bridge it is between the prior volume of Daredevil and this one. But this is interesting uh, to kind of see Daredevil kind of being a little bit more destructive. Um, like even even his internal narration, the idea that you know he's having. Uh, basically like a one-night stand with this this woman, and he's like, you know, knowing that Foggy wouldn't approve. We have this new guy who's kind of showing up, this new detective um, who's investigating things and maybe is not predisposed to caring about vigilantes and uh, protecting them, and uh, I, I found a lot to be enjoyable here. Um, I liked how uh, Chip Zdarsky kind of captured Murdoch's voice and feeling like he's kind of stuck right now. Um, the, uh, internal, uh, sorry, the, um, the flashbacks I thought were very effective at kind of showing the development of a very young boy into the man who would eventually become Daredevil, uh, who kind of does all the crazy things that he does. So I actually, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really a good first issue, very solid. Um, it shows, you know, Daredevil's not quite back up to fighting form yet, but, you know, he's pushing himself anyway. Um, and I, I just I found it really interesting. And again, I really liked the flashbacks, I thought they were super effective, and the idea that you know he might be addicted to violence is kind of not a new idea, but definitely an interesting one. Uh, so I really liked this, and I liked how the issue ended as well. I thought it was a very strong ending and very enjoyable. So for the issue, the issue uh, on a whole, I would say it's very a solid eight. Um, again, very enjoyable. Um, excited to kind of see what this new direction will mean for Daredevil. What it how it will push the character. I like the new uh, detective that's been used as well. So, uh, so far, a lot, a lot to like. I'm excited to kind of see what Sidarsky brings to this series, uh, what kind of magic he can bring. And again, I think he's got a great artistic partner, uh, so that's good too. Uh, next up, we have Deathstroke. Uh, this is part of the uh, what, the current Arkham storyline, um, which I'm not sure what it is half the time or what's really going on. So it's enjoyable, but also kind of crazy. So uh, it's written by uh, Christopher Priest, uh, art by Fernando Pissarin and Carlo Pagulan, uh, a great artistic team, even though I don't know how to pronounce their names correctly. Uh, they are very cool together. Um, this, there's just so much crazy shit happening here and how much is actually happening and how much is just kind of in one's mind. And I'm not even sure. I feel like I need to kind of read everything again and get a better sense of it. And even how... Yeah, it's just it, it, so much of it is crazy trying to understand what's happening, uh, how everything's connected. Like, I, I'm not even sure, but anyways, I really dig this. Um, I like the, again, I liked, I liked everything here. I think it was really cool. Um, and uh, having the Zeta Beam and all this kind of stuff. Anyways, anyways, it's super confusing. It's a it's 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 enjoyable. It's entertaining, but I also feel like it's something that you kind of need to read afterwards. And I think a lot of the way that maybe Priest, uh, you know, kind of uh, illustrates tells his stories, the way in which he weaves his narratives. Um, it's very stylized. It's very him. You kind of know when you're reading a Christopher Priest comic, for better or for worse. Uh, for most of the time, that's for better, uh, but it can be confusing at times. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that was good. I would give that an eight. And then we have uh, Batman sixty four. Uh, this is uh, 
it's interesting to read a Batman book when it's not by Tom King um, in the Tom King kind of universe and it's definitely taking place in that style. Uh, so this is taking place before the events in Batman 61 to 63. Nightmares will resume in Batman 66. So I, that's one of those kind of like publishing things that just, you know, irk me. But like, what can you really do about it? I mean, it's just the way in which these shared universes work. Not everything is going to work out perfectly in terms of publishing schedules, etc. So, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Um, this is, again, the price uh, part one of four, the price of justice. This is the Batman Flash crossover event by Joshua Williamson and Guillaume March on art. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Guillaume March sometimes, and some of the worst elements of his anatomy and just how he draws characters definitely came out here. Um, like some things he does really well, but some, there are a lot of things he does not do as well. Uh, so on the like the big opening splash of this, or the first splash of this um, this book, the, the double page spread, you know, it's cool, but like. If you actually look at the way in which Diana is kind of moving, I don't know if her anatomy necessarily makes all the, a lot of sense. There's a shot of Batman that I really don't like. I'm not really sure what he's supposed to be doing, but it's just a weird shot of you know the cape kind of being blown up in the wind towards him. Like I just didn't really like it. The idea of going up against the Justice League of Mesa was more interesting, uh, but then you have Batman seeing things that maybe he shouldn't be seeing, which brings up its own amount of questions. Uh, it, you know, is it cool seeing Batman using his utility belt against others as an, as an actual combat uh, element? It's cool. Um, again, there's some questionable anatomy choices uh, when the Justice League is kind of chatting about, um, you know, having just fought these uh, these Amazo bots. And just there's a shot of Wonder Woman with her hands behind her, but I'm not really sure how, she, like, what, what the angle is supposed to be here, how it's supposed to work. Uh, Superman kind of looks a little off kilter and part of it's being obscured by, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, dialogue box, which is probably for the best. Um, there's some interesting ideas here. That's for sure. Uh, I like that Batman and the flash kind of teaming up and them working together. And I like the flashbacks do that as well. Um, it's just weird also because I mean, obviously Tom King must've given, ideas to Williamson and let him run with it because, you know, you don't just use a character like, you know, Gotham and Gotham Girl characters that he created and obviously play a huge sharp part in his run and not be connected to the story that's about to be told. Um, I, I did not love the issue. Uh, I thought the art again was not quite up to snuff. Uh, I think I'll give this more like a seven out of 10. I think the story was strong. I was definitely intrigued and interested, but, uh, the art could have been a little bit better. So that is everything I'll be talking about for releases from February the 6th. Uh, looking ahead quickly to February 13th releases, some of the highlights include Dead Man Logan, Detective Comics, Winter Soldier, uh, Age of X-Men, Next Gen, Amazing Spider-Man in new issue, Avengers No Road Home, Captain Marvel, Hawkman, Ironheart, Justice League Dark, and Marvel's Annotated uh, starts with issue number one, Mr. and Mrs. X, Miss Marvel, Red Hood Outlaw, Runaways, Savage Sword of Kodan, Shatterstar, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, Star Wars, Age of the Republic, Count Dooku, Star Wars, Han Solo, Imperial Cadet, Supergirl, Superman, The Batman Who Laughs, The Flash, The Punisher, The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Thor, Titans, Wonder Twins, and Wonder Woman. Uh, so that'll be some of the, well, hopefully I'll be talking about at least, you know, three to five of those books next week. So thanks for joining me for this episode. Our next episode will actually probably be released later today, um, as we've been pushing everything back because this episode was delayed. So that'll be a conversation with Alex Irvine, who wrote the uh, comic book history of baseball, uh, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I think I previously talked about in a previous episode, 
Um, I, I received the book for my birthday and I really liked it. And, uh, as I was reading, it, I realized that Alex Irvine also wrote Daredevil Noir, which I also am a huge fan of. So I got to talk to him about those books and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a great conversation and that'll be coming up hopefully later today. Our next interview episode, hopefully will be a conversation with Judd Wittick as I should be sitting down with him tomorrow. Uh, and we'll have some other st- cool stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, I have upcoming interviews with Brian Reber. Uh, with Brett Breeding and with Ron Garney. I think that's all in one week I'll be uh, talking to them. So uh, those episodes will be kind of staggered and coming out over the course of the next month or two. Uh, So thanks again for joining me for this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.